AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's episode 33, season 4 of the Pine Cop Podcast. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're small time. Never forget that. Never forget your roots. Exactly. You, like, love all the money in the Premier League football, don't you? Uh, no, that's what, I, that's I what you're all about. I don't. It's just, um, I just don't like it. I, don't, I like it, but I, fuck it. I just don't really think it's a good thing to start the pod with. But anyway... I've yeah. been outvoted. Yeah, you've been defeated. Are we recording? I've, yeah. I've got yeah, no power here. <laughs> what happened to the tests? Well, yeah, it was meant to be. Look at the running what order. What happened to the... Like, microphone check, microphone one, two, check. one, two. I did the microphone. I checked the microphone. You did it without us looking, did it without us noticing. We didn't count. Normally you do that little whistle when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't need to. I'm checking the lower... Don't trust me, it's fine. He's uh, pulling back the curtain now. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are seeing... Find sausages I made. They're seeing the fluffers. <laughs> They're seeing the... <laughs> 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 how is everybody? Barty, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. Welcome back. Cheers. Bar- uh, Ricky. All right. You, where have you been? Kids, innit? You can't keep using that excuse. One day you'll be a man in the house and, and just leave. My, uh, my mother-in-law went on holiday and uh, I had no one to look after the kids. But today, actually... How old are they? Uh, three and a half and one and a half. That'd be right. Yeah, I know. Put, I, I think put them in the spare room. <laughs> put a DVD on. Take everything out of the spare room and just leave them in there. Put, fr- put Frozen on. <laughs> <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> my, I was at, uh, my mother-in-law was getting her hair cut tonight and she actually changed her appointment so I could come down, so uh, fair props to her. She's, She's a big fan of the cool. show, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, She makes the hats as well, doesn't she? She does, yeah. yeah. What the hats? The oh, hats. Hats. oh, yeah, of course. Wasn't there a competition we were giving one away? Yeah, but no one answered the email. <laughs> 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 Literally, so no one. It's a loss. They were keeping them. I would say it's a rollover, but we're keeping them. Um, we did actually get some answers to that, though, weren't it? Was that to do with the work? No, it was something else completely. Yeah, got, in the second half, we've got um, people responded to what's the worst thing you've uh, you've done because of Spurs. It's a cracking answer. So we're gonna yeah, it was. Some of them really... Some of them are really grim. I mean, there's a few, there's a few toilet ones that maybe think, "Come on, guys, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm Thelonious. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> and I'm Flav. How is everyone feeling? Good. Yeah. Yep. You went to uh, the game, Leicester game. I did, mate. Yeah. And you was that happy about it all, really? Was you, Ricky? No, no. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that, you know, for the neutral, it'd be like a. A seven-goal thriller at the lane, but I just walked away just feeling a little bit embarrassed. Really, uh, I was just—I just thought, you know, our defending was fucking shite. 
And I also thought our goals were quite fortuitous. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, it just wasn't... I didn't think we played that well. Our defending was shit. The goals weren't that great. It wasn't something that I'd come away from absolutely buzzing. I was also there. I had a fantastic time. I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know what? We got to that point in the season where there's nothing else. There's nothing we're going for. Let's just fucking go out there and have a crazy game, score some goals, win 4-3. If we could win, isn't that a little bit about Tottenham attacking football and just you score, we score. We'll score one more goal than you. I thought it was great. Which is another part of the second half about this uh, Spursy term that's become kind of accepted and used you know, it's far reaching word, uh, far reaching term now, isn't it? So that's <coughs> like a moment I'd using the word really, but we'll talk about that. Okay, all, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, in the ninth minute, the uh, Stacey Mal, uh, Mole um, applause. Yeah, it was well observed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, re- yeah. they refer to it in commentary, which yeah. is quite nice. It is nice. I, I think a lot of people, I think, with the applauses, it happens quite often now because social media makes it easier to, to kind of spread this idea that we should applaud the life or death of someone, um, that a lot of people are coming a bit cynical about it. Yeah. But something like this, when the, the little girl is so young, it's such a sad story and um, the family must have gone through absolute torment. I think it was worthy and it was nice that it was observed. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, back to the game. Harry Kane scores three. Oh, it's, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Because you're, you're kind of... You've got to a stage now where you've just run out... <clears throat> like when... I didn't see the game because I was, I was out, again, and um, I've got a big shout out to Leroy. Actually, met him properly for the first, second time. Although he kept insisting that it had been three times, but I don't remember <laughs> when we met previously. But uh, lovely man, and thank you for showing me around Brighton. Um, oi, oi. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, but but you just run out of things to say about him, uh, Harry Kane. And I wasn't surprised when I saw that he'd scored three goals. And you know, as the, as the rest of the team were losing their shit, as um, players were um, weren't performing properly, Harry Kane has almost become like a metronome. He's become he's become something you can always rely on, week in week out to deliver. And his three goals they weren't the most glorious of goals, but I think that was the beauty of his hat trick: the fact that they were scrappy goals. And we've we've always been obsessed with like this guy that could score these amazing goals, but to have someone who can score a deflection <coughs> and a tap in, Lineker made a career out of that. Exactly. I was going to say the chicken ate the fox. That's my contribution. <laughs> That's quite nice. I'm going to go home now. Um, but no, um, Kane's got um, 11 goals in eight games. Um, he's, on, he's, on, he's on a very good run. He might even win a hat-trick of um, Player of the Month awards now. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously he's been called up for, for England as well. You know, they're well done. But, you know, the, goal, the goals are scrappy, but you had to be there. And um, I think on Golden Sunday yesterday, they showed for... The second goal, I think, he got that, that deflected off Huth. He actually, normally, when the ball and someone's on the wing and they're running in, you normally go to the near post, but he actually held, he actually held back. That, that just shows the amount of anticipation he's got and, well, and everything he, he does is very deliberate. He's also thinking, well, yeah, exactly, where's the space? I need yeah. space. Uh, and to be in the right position, and it's not the first time he scored a, a tap-in from three yards. Against Arsenal, he was in the right... Pos- was Arsenal? Yeah, it was Arsenal. Uh, in, in the right position at the right time. And that isn't... A fluke. It's understanding the game, and it's also part of his evolution away from like being a youth player who was like a number ten into like an official proper number nine striker, someone who can lead the line for us. And he's one goal away from thirty. Yep. 
And as we discussed earlier, there's only been three players in the history... Oh, no, sorry, sorry, seven, eight, eight, eight players in the, in, the <laughs> in the history of the Premier League to score more than 30 league goals for, for, Spurs. Top, for Spurs. Not 30 league goals in a season, 30 league goals, period. What, do you not remember who they are? Um, I think Bale was one. Adibayor, Keane, Defoe, Klinsman, Sheringham. Berbatov. More or less, I mean, that's enough. But let's, yeah. you know, that, do you know what I mean? This but a lot of it's to do around players that we just stayed us very long. Yeah. They don't stay with us very long at all. So, that's probably, um, so if they're really good, <laughs> they don't stay with us. And if they're shit, then, well, uh, yeah, they, then they don't score 30 goals. Exactly, they turn shit. Soldado's got seven, though. <laughs> He's on his way. Chris Armstrong was a surprise one. 49, yeah. didn't he? Right. I, I always rate you, Chris Armstrong. He did have that. His first season, he was pretty good for us. I remember he He's, scored in that 2 1 when we beat Arsenal White Hart Lane. He came in after uh, Klingsman was sold. Yeah. And we was like, there's no way Chris Armstrong's going to be able to fill uh, Klingsman's boots. Wasn't there a rumour that we had a choice between Burkamp or Chris Armstrong? Or was it Solskjaer or Chris Armstrong? Maybe a rumour started we by Arsenal. And fans. we went for Armstrong. <laughs> no way. Or maybe yeah. it's Tottenham. Probably. Yeah, looking probably. Good. He's looking probably. good these days, though. Yeah, he, he looks better now than he did when he played. <laughs> um, he was cracking. That's the first season with him and Sharon, and absolutely superb. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there was a big, big issue with Carl Walker. I mean, he came in for criticism, but he was essentially at fault for both, for, for at least four of the seven goals we conceded. Sorry, four of the six goals we conceded. In the last two games. Yeah, in the last two games, yeah. So you, you had the the, def- the same <coughs> defensive problems that we had against Man United were again displayed uh, uh, against Leicester. Do you think it's something to do with uh, Dyer being there? Like that Walker perhaps has always n- had, this, had this issue with his game and Dyer being the inexperienced centre-back that he is isn't covering whereas Fazio might have done because we, we were defensively sound Apart from Fazio's individual errors, we were a much more secure unit with Fazio in, in that uh, starting berth as a centre back. But what, what people seem to forget, I've got to stop saying that, but he made a lot of very important clearances, made a lot of good tackles. There was one where I think he made a very. What, very Walker? Good, yeah, yeah, Walker did yeah. a lot of good during the game. He was over- that goal, didn't he? Yeah. It, it was overshadowed by, by the errors he made. Um, I'm adamant that the. The defensive frailties start further at the pitch. You know, we've got Bentaleb and Mason as a defend as a two, and it just doesn't really work in terms of um, us not conceding goals. We, you know, Walker Walker has played the same way ever since he's come back. He played the the same performance he had against Arsenal, the same performance he had on Saturday, and it wasn't just because Arsenal played quite narrow. But now teams are wise to how Walker plays and um, break us down. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think he's been targeted, but I think. Collectively, we're defending very badly, not just one man. No, I, I, I agree. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not just going to uh, pick on Walker, but as we're talking about him, I am going to pick on him. <laughs> but um, I think he gets caught out uh, out of position quite often. He's always uh, pushing quite high up the pitch, and as soon as if we lose the ball, there's always that space. Um, and even if on the opposing flank where we lose the ball, and then teams are kind of uh, hearing down... Um, our left, Walker's still miles out of position, and he's like hearing back to get in, to get back where he's supposed to be, and like the goal, like uh, I think it was Vardy who scored for them. Like Walker was nowhere, um, and he should be covering that. And for for me, as a defender, you defend first and then attack second. And I know, um, I think it was Windy that said it. I don't know if he said it on Twitter or 
or wherever that that said um, this is a modern game. Like you should be you should be doing both, and to to an extent, I kind of I do agree that the game has progressed, and you are asked to do di- different uh, different roles, but. You know he is a right back and he is he's a defender, so that's what he has to do first. If you cover all your areas, all the bases, and where you should be uh, positionally as a defender, and then as we're attacking, as we're in that final third, as you can offer something without giving something away, then then he should. That's a thought of Pochettino then rather than Walker. No, no, of course, but I, I still think that you <clears throat> you can still make a decision um, as a player. And decide when to get when to go forward and when to drop back. Yeah, I, I agree with Ricky. I think the problem with Walker isn't so much um, his um, positioning and stuff; it's his, it's his decision making. He's getting caught. He's getting caught out between between being um, a fullback and an attacking fullback. He's constantly taking a second or two to decide where he's gonna when he's gonna make a tackle. I was I was sat in the West Ham for the first time ever. So the first half, I had I witnessed up close Vardy and Walker up against each other, and there was so many times where Walker went chasing the ball when he shouldn't really have chased it. But I think a lot of it does come back down to what Flav said a while ago about right backs that we really do need a second right back. You can see how Rose has progressed by having Davies there and working against him, working working with him. Whereas Walker, you know, who is who's he got to play against? Kirichus, that's it. Well, exactly, and uh, you think well, Rose is doing his job well. But, if, yeah, but Rose has got competition. He's got someone there who we can look at and say, I've got to be better than him in this in this aspect. May, maybe there is a part of that, but perhaps Rose is just a, a more intelligent footballer than Walker can be. I, I think. think yeah. I think it's something that we've thrown criticism as not not necessarily on this podcast, but just generally we've seen a level of idiocy in Walker's game. Yeah. He, even in the most basic things, in in terms of not failing, it's not fouling by running into the back of a uh, of an opposition player. The amount of Free kicks he gives away oh, by running. Fucking the... hell, man! It's unreal. And, and it's like, and, and, and when you, when you have to scream at a telly that he's never going to hear, yeah. don't foul, don't foul, don't foul, and then the fucking cunt goes over. He reminds me <laughs> of like a dog in, up in the field that wants to get the football, and it just doesn't pay any attention. It just goes through the back of people. It's so eager with, to get the ball like, within him. No decision making. He's a brilliant right back. I'm sure of it. In, but then I was sure about Soldado. I'm still sure about Soldado, actually. But... <laughs> for, for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 he needs to be coached. And I think, given the fact that what Pochettino has done with all of the other players in our in our squad, because I still think that we've got quite an average squad, mm-hmm. but Pochettino's bringing something else out of them. The fact that he hasn't been able to do that with Walker is alarming. And perhaps Walker isn't the player that we think he is. It's a bit harsh. I mean, I feel like we're kind of throwing all the blame on him, but he you're is... Throwing a, him, you're throwing him under the bus, you bunch of cunts. We're not throwing him... Yes, you are, all of you. But he's fucking... You fuck off. He needs competition. No, oh, my God. He's protected Walker. No, I'm not protected him, because I said... You were in the number one hate camp. Yeah, because I said it before it was fashionable. Now everyone's up in the... I disagree now. No, look, Ricky says Walker goes bombing up the pitch and no-one's filling in his place. That should be Mason or Bentaleb doing that. That's what a defensive midfielder is there for. When we had Sanjo in that position, he would always fill in when defenders pushed up. The, yeah. the problem with Walker is his decision-making and that he always seems to have five ideas in his head at the same time when a ball comes towards him and there's a, there's a player on him. Yeah. We want someone to, be, to make a decision and commit to it. And Walker's problem is his decision-making more than him being, more than him being a bad player. There's a good player in there. And what I think Charlie Parrish said on Twitter was that maybe a summer with Pochettino, may improve him a little bit, because he is coming halfway through the season. 
So, but I don't think he's a bad player. And I think that, I mean, obviously the fans are going to give him a hard time. I'd rather they didn't, but I think... I, th- I think he can come good. At- he can come good again. But I think the formation, the formation is failing us, man. I think I think with those, those if Brentford and Mason is a two, it's designed to fail. Because we've got three out of four of our defenders are, are shit recently. But, T, we were waxing lyrical about Bentaleb and Mason a month we ago. We were, we were. But I think it's got to a point now where... It's got to a point where people have almost figured it out now. Right, one, one of the problems is that, obviously, after the defeat or after a bad patch of form, it, it, it's, na- it's natural for football fans to react. Well, of course. Uh, yeah. And you kind of form very definite opinions about certain players based on... Yeah recent performances rather than looking at their career or, or the last season and everyone's guilty of doing that um, and, and perhaps I, I've been a bit harsh to Walker um, this evening you all were but we all, all, all <laughs> probably have been and I, I think actually since him coming back into the team we've been a much better our performances before when he was injured at the start of the season were much worse than they have been someone said we sold the wrong Kyle bad oh, fucking idiots oh, well, well, I mean, I I'm going to be nasty I'm not going to say anything horrible but I hope you stub your toe. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really, really nervous about what you should say then. But I, I, what I wanted to make a point was that actually if that's the case and people previously, like Sandro or Fazio, as I said, have filled in for mistakes that the pl- other players make, that isn't it then a problem that we have such a young squad? Because everyone goes mental when we say, oh, we've well, got the youngest squad in the, in the Premier League or the youngest starting eleven in the Premier League. And when you do... They don't have the experience to mop up after other players or see errors before they occur. And, and, and again, does that go back to Pochettino? Well, Pochettino named an unchanged team for the second game in a row, which raised a few eyebrows. It's more than that. I think it's four games in a row now. No, because no, Davis played against oh, Gabriel. Right, right. So um, he named an unchanged team after a bad defeat. And it, it's, it's like we weren't learning from the errors. Now, Bentaleb and Mason are good on the ball, and you know, I think they can become a good partnership. It's got to a point now where we either need a Stambouli in there, or just maybe even do a 4-3-3, but we need to protect the back four a lot better because three out of the four are out of form, and they're not bad players. Yep. So there's got to be something to fix that, maybe bring Fazio back. He's not even making the squad now, so so what do we do? I mean, going back to <clears throat> what Flav was saying, that our uh, our starting eleven or squad is like one of the youngest in the, in the Premier League, and we, with that youth kind of... You're gonna you're gonna have mistakes and players are gonna be naive. But the thing that I find quite worrying is when we do uh, gain a, a bit, an advantage, one two nil, we kind of have this kind of lapse of um, concentration where it's oh we're, we're two nil up, we'll, we'll let them get round the back of us, and you know I don't think they'll score. But then this is the Premier League, and any chance Pete someone's gonna get, they will always score, and then we're on the back foot, and then people kind of. You know, it's quite easy for, for, I don't know, if you're an individual and to have that mentality to think, shit, they've got a goal back, I need to start pushing on. But other players in the team may still be in that, oh, we're still winning, doesn't matter. But you say that we're in the Premier League. Yeah. And then at the beginning of the pod, you said it was embarrassing that we lost to Leicester. Yeah. A Premier League team. Yeah. Sorry that we conceded three, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that same kind of arrogance that you displayed... At the beginning of the pod, no, no, it was like is, it, is perhaps going through the players also. No, it's it's embarrassing that if we do if we do win if we are on a two nil margin, that we let that slip through the through, through them not focusing. That that's the embarrassing. Not that it was Leicester that scored those goals. That's called five against Man U. Apologies, Rick. Yeah, 
And that's irrelevant as well, you dickhead. <laughs> Look how many United now. <laughs> uh, let's talk about more positive things anyway, because we've been slagging off a team that, you know, we just got four goals. I don't know, four I thought I was on the wrong podcast for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like positive, like Paulinho coming on and actually <laughs> doing something decent. A lovely ball for. Uh, Ericsson's outside of the boot again. Fortuitous goal. It was. It was outside of the boot. It was nice. a Brazilian class. Bit of class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we all apologise to Barty? No, it's <laughs> too yet. early. It's too, too early. Too early. What? She's coming. <laughs> 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 the last. I honestly believe that. You know, we talk about players that um, lose form and stuff. Mason has been great all season, but he's a little bit off form. So now, why not change it? Why not give? Why not give Paulinho a run? See, see what he can do. You know what? I. I, I do think it's a terrible player, but he's had two summers in a row. He's had big tournaments. He's had the Confederations Cup he and the World Cup. He's playing football for ages. Exactly. I don't think he's going to make the Copa America squad, which I believe is a summer. It's isn't a summer. It? So yeah. maybe with a summer off, who knows? But he's had plenty of breaks this uh, this season, to be fair. Well, yes, yeah, which might explain yesterday's performance, but it was only Leicester. So, but I thought he, I thought he was a positive impact. I thought he came on and. Um, Town, he came on for Townsend. Townsend hadn't done much, and Townsend wasn't even helping out Walker. I thought Paulinho came on, and he it was one or two um, miscontrols, which people jumped on and were all over him. But other than that, I thought he was quite positive. It was an important win as well, because Southampton won as well, so 11 points with them. Um, Liverpool, Liverpool, lost, Liverpool, Liverpool losing. So the, a win keeps us, in the, keeps us in the hunt, really. And Southampton have got similar fixtures to what we have. I think and, they've, um, got, they've got Everton, and they've got... I forget who else they have, but we play them a month from now. So, so you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how, the, see how they progress. And Forster's out as well. Forster's broken. So they're going to be playing um, Davis. Davis, who's a joke. Did, did all right. Yeah. Clean sheet. They'll start chucking them in in a minute. Ryan Mason's been called up to the England squad. I'm ashamed to be English. <laughs> <laughs> I renounce my citizenship. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs of English football when, that's, when that kind of shit is happening. Come oh, on, Jesus man. Christ, lads. What the Congratulations, of, Ryan Mason. I'm only joking. He's, England, he's in England's. It's not Enfield's in Iniesta anymore. It's fucking... Is that what we said? It's now England's Ryan Mason. And England's Harry Kane. England's Harry Kane. England's Danny Rose. Townsend. And is Townsend in the squad? He is, yeah. Fuck me. Well, if he gets a cap... Is Walker in the squad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got five... Look, look. <laughs> Lads. Diane pulled out the under-21s, but he'll be in the England squad soon. What <laughs> about now? We, if anyone... If you could have taken a bet at the beginning of the season, <laughs> those five players would be... I mean, the only one you would say would be Townsend. The only, only one, because he'd been in and around that squad before. But to say Kane who might well start, probably won't behind Sturridge, but he, he should do, on form. Yeah. Harry Kane is, can finish top Premier League goal scorer in front of Diego Costa and <laughs> Kun Aguero. What the fuck? And his man? first goal was in November. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's just madness. <laughs> it proves that this is why when we talk about football, we're bullshitting because we don't know anything, no, man. No, no, no one knows anything. The fact that Harry Kane, Harry fucking Kane, who breathes through his mouth, can score <laughs> that many goals and like be the most... The most potent striker in this country. It, Fuck. It's it's incredible. And that's what's beautiful about a game. <laughs> <laughs> because after... I remember spazzing out because we didn't sign Balotelli. And then, fuck Balotelli, Kane's better. Much better. And, and you think, like, how long has football been going? Like 150 years or whatever? Yeah, about that. Yeah. About, about that. And even now, despite all the money that makes it the most predictable <laughs> that it's, uh, game that it's ever been... Something like Harry Kane can come maybe along. At the, maybe at the, the highest level, it's still quite predictable that you've got Real Madrid, Barca, Bayern Munich, but underneath that, it's a, it's a fucking... You know, it's, it's a chaos a, theory. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lottery. No-one knows what's happening. Well, you know, and it should be like that throughout football. 
It's be. only money that stops that. We want chaos everywhere. <laughs> this is like the Swedish league. It's complete chaos. They've had like eight different winners in the last nine seasons. Chaos. Nice. No really? one knows. Doesn't matter how well you plan, nothing works. <laughs> Fucking hell. And it only works for one season if it does. And it's beautiful. That's what it should be like. Well, this the last seven days, you know, there's been a lot of lot in the press about there's no English teams left in Europe and, you know, the Premier League is declining. This, this is the first that's happened in over 20 years, but for what the Premier League lacks in quality, it makes up for an entertainment. I mean, the um, the Leicester game was, obviously, for for Ricky, it was fucking horrible, but in terms of um, entertainment value, for it me, was really good. Yeah, for Barney, I, think, yeah. I think the lack of quality probably makes for a more entertaining game to a degree. Oh, absolutely, completely. I mean, if you're really into your football and you love the way players play and... You think you know you love the tactics and stuff, which I'm not really into. I want an experience. It still is an amazing thing, and and uh, a little bit less quality would actually help. Well, like the thing help you, that, and actually less money in the game. Well, you said before that. you hardly watch any football unless it involves Tottenham. No, I don't. At all. So when you look at Tottenham, what you want is you want you want goals, you want action, and you want three points, and that, yeah. that's what we got on Saturday. Well, yeah. you, you had one extreme with AVB winning games one nil. Walker was at right back back then. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, we have Walk- you had AVB winning 1 0. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good and, point. Has, and, and you had Pochettino, who's winning like 4 3, like Kamikaze football. But he wasn't happy. Balance. He wasn't happy. Well, well, he wasn't happy, but you know, he's a centre back, an international centre back, no less. And his defence is so badly organised, it's just bizarre. You're just t- taking the words Sorry. out of my mouth. No, no, that's all right, man. <laughs> Sharing. It's all right. I like it. One podcast. <laughs> one team. But that, I mean, when a manager goes to a team, they stamp their authority of how they used to play or kind of they know um, defending intimately for like especially Pochettino um, and you would think that's where he that's where he would start with in, in his team and would be sound defensively and struggle up top but at the moment I mean like going back to the defending I think Jan's been a bit sloppy as well. Yeah. Uh, sloppy. It's just a bit, he, he my, was like a my mate, my mate Jan, he was all over the place. He was a daffodil when he. Oh yeah, oh you, you're leading to the picture. You yeah, my mate. What do you think of him? He's, a, he's not very nice. What? Be, he's not very nice guy. Really? Roll, rolls his eyes and like tuts a lot. Uh, but um, Dembele's really sweet. Good-looking guy as well. Really handsome. Because <laughs> that's important. <laughs> yeah, isn't, this, isn't this podcast it's the most important thing? <laughs> you like? I like. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> recce. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about my erection way too much on this podcast, and don't want to do it again. Sorry. Anything else to say about Leicester? Plenty, but we'll move on. Anything more? You know, anything you really want to say? Um. Yeah, I hate Leicester fans. Yeah. Pricks. Yeah. What happened? Ah, just giving it, wouldn't they? Yeah, they were giving fucking it. Fucking giving it. If this was 1985, it'd be spread out all over the fucking pavement. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man, huh? Mug us off. Yeah. Not like that anymore, is it? Good old days. We, we, we didn't talk about Carl Walker. We're fucking well, always British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hugo. We didn't talk about Carl Walker breaking Hugo Lloris either. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. That was a freak accident. That out of control. Then. That was a freak oh, accident. Yeah. I've been off the I radar completely. I saw, I saw the hi- extended highlights, but what... What, is he's, he back? Is no, he right? he's out. The, he's out. He's not going to inter- international duty. He's pulled out of the front the French squad. Good. Yeah. But is he going to be back for Spurs? He missed Burnley, they reckon. What the fuck happened to him? Carl Walker just. Carl Walker. First, <laughs> the only person Carl Walker tackled all game. Was... <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. But as Hugo was getting stretched past me, I was going to take a photo, but then there was part of me that was just like. A bit morbid. Yeah, it's a bit morbid, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like faces of death. Remember that? <laughs> 
Oh, God, yeah. That's <laughs> horrible, that was. Yeah, what that the was, fuck is that? that? It was like this tape, videotape. You know, like, in t- t- there was no... It went viral, but before the internet. It was like so, snuff movies. Yeah, someone had a, a tape of Faces of Death in the playground, oh, and you're like, I let me borrow yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. you got it home, and you're like, why did I borrow this? Yeah. Like men getting eaten by alligators and that. Yeah. People jumping out of airplanes and the parachute not opening. Yeah, that like kind of people shit. being stoned <laughs> to death, shot yeah. in the face. Good bank material, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, it literally, even, I watched it when I was about nine, and it's never left me, even now that grainy foot. Anyway, forget it. This is, this is horrible, making me feel very sad. Um, <clears throat> what makes me feel more sad and genuinely uh, is that there's a uh, basically the Premier League, uh, as everyone knows, has been uh, the rights have, have been sold for five point four, or about five point one four billion. Uh, many, much of which is going to the Premier League clubs and the Football Supporters Federation mm. has organised a march this Thursday. I can't remember the actual details of where the march is taking place, but if you Google uh, Share TV Wealth uh, on the Football uh, Supporters Federation website, it's in central London, essentially. There's a meeting going on between all uh, 20 Premier League clubs, and there's a protest that's going along. And, uh, and, And they're inviting members of every single football club uh, for, you know, uh, fans to to turn up and 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 voice their dissatisfaction at, at this deal and and how the money's going to be spread. Essentially, as we know, as it always has been, it's going to go to players, it's going to go to agents, it's going to go to managers, it's going to go to the upper echelons of of football. And actually, if you shared that 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 windfall between all football fans, it will be forty pound to every supporter for every game of the season. They can essentially. Reduce our ticket prices to pounds. Um, I mean, that's unrealistic, but that just gives you an idea about how much money this is. Um, so all, all that's being asked is that people that, that, that they're a bit more understanding of where this money should go, and that some of it should go back to making football more affordable. What time is it March? It's at midday, but all, all the details are on the Football Supporters Federation uh, website. I don't want to give out the wrong information, but it's at midday when they're meeting on Thursday. And people ask, why isn't it on a Saturday or Sunday? But there's football on Sunday, and you know, why is it all, why I'm at work? But this meeting is happening on that day, and loads of people are going. It's been tweeted about two thousand times. So, if you're interested in this sort of stuff and you care about the future of the game and and, and, and the match day experience, then make an effort and go along if you can. I think it's actually gathering some kind of momentum this time. I think it's the first time people are actually really discussing <coughs> this in mainstream media. The radio radio shows are taking a looking at it. Newspapers are looking at BT, even though BT are kind of like one of the big people involved in it. I think they're actually quite interested in fan movement. And I think this time we might actually, well, hopefully we'll actually see something happen. It's funny you say that about BT. Not funny, but it's it's apt that you say that because we've had some dealings with BT Sport. And while they are definitely (coughs) contributing to this huge amount of money, they've got a product to sell, which is their TV package. Um, But they are interested and they are trying to get... um, you know, fan movements and, uh, and and raise awareness about what what supporters are doing. They're creating TV shows and inviting fans on, and not just relying on these stiffs that, that Sky Sports do. I mean, I, I, other than the fact that they have all of the football Sky Sports, and that's why it's successful. The people they employ, I mean, uh, Terry Henry is getting four million pounds a season. He is a boring, four boring, times, yeah. boring cunt. Four times the amount of Gary Neville. That is scandalous, actually. Yeah, Gary really. Neville is, is genuinely good. I yeah. mean, we've talked about this before, and everyone knows he's genuinely good. Thierry Henry's a fucking stiff. 
He's a wanker on the pitch and off it. He's just boring. He's a boring cunt. Yeah. He was good at the World Cup, and I think they looked on that and thought, yeah, let's get him in. Because he was good. Him and Seydorf really did well, but then he was good he's B- just boring. Yeah. They were good at BBC. BBC is a different kind of ball game. There's no yeah. adverts. It's more chilled. You've got time yeah. to make your points. You can see that the way he speaks, he, you know, he needs time to make He ain't giving that money back, though. <laughs> more than, more than, more the guy who employed him, do you reckon he's now sitting down? What the fuck have I done? He'll get better. I could have got flapped. Flying Cup podcast for 40 quid. Did you go on Sky Sports for 40 quid? Nah. No, you're right. They couldn't have got me. There you go. For all the tea in China. It's got a minute over now. I do like tea. Sky Sports are listening, Flav is up for a No, I am. I'm not. All right, if you can suck a dick, Sky Sports, fuck you. Um, sure. Yeah. So go along to the the um, the march. Uh, it's, it's it's a good thing, and it may not nothing might happen. But if you don't do anything, then nothing changes. Yeah. Um, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything or some shit. I don't know. Go along. All right. Uh, windy. Now delivering youth updates. Yeah. Windy, that's to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Bongani Kamalo played 90 minutes and helped Colchester keep a clean sheet on his debut on Tuesday evening. They won 2-0 at home to Yeovil Town. He then played the full match in their 2-2 draw at Gillingham on Saturday. Grant Ward played 90 minutes in Coventry's 2-0 win at Fleetwood Town and their 3-1 home defeat to Doncaster. Alex Pritchard played 77 minutes for Brentford as they won 3-2 at Blackburn. He then played 90 minutes and scored his ninth goal of the season as they drew 2-2 at home to Millwall. He scored from the penalty spot with five minutes to go before they scored a last-minute equaliser. Grant Hall played four matches for Blackpool as he lost 3-0 at home to Charlton and drew 1-0 at home with Leeds. Jordan Archer was an unused sub twice for Millwall this week. Dominic Ball played 62 minutes as Cambridge lost 2-1 to Tramier Rovers and was a 64th-minute sub in a 0-0 draw at Southend. Shaq Hall first played both matches for York this week. They lost 1-0 at home to Bury and drew 2-2 at Accrington Stanley. Nathan Ottawa was a 72nd minute sub for Luton in their 1-0 defeat at Newport County. And finally, Lewis Holtby was a 75th minute sub for ha- Hamburg to lost 1-0 at home to Hertha Berlin on Friday evening. On to the youth teams. The under-18s went out in the semi-finals of the Youth Cup after a 5-2 defeat at Stamford Bridge. Things were going so well as Shane Harrison put us 1-0 up with a lovely goal, but four goals in 14 minutes from Chelsea blew us away. They scored another before Harrison scored a penalty kick before the end to make it 5-4 on aggregate. Coach Kieran McKenna said after the match, it's been a really good run in the competition, the lads have taken a lot of positive experiences out of it, and Seven will be able to play in this again next season, so there's lots to look forward to. A much-changed under-18 side then lost 4-0 against Middlesbrough at the weekend, the only members of the team to keep their places were Charlie Owens, Zedon Stilinides and Ishmael Azawi. We gave lots of younger players a full match, including Keenan Bennett, who got his first start at under-18 level. Our under-21s returned to action against Leicester at the King Power Stadium this evening. That's Monday. There are a number of under-18s in the side. Ishmael Azawi and Sai Goddard, along with Harrison, Carter Vickers, Loft, Magoma and Walks are involved. That's it for this week. But if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys that come on you Spurs.
Second half of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windy. You're Cheers. an absolute legend. In, in the half time, we were talking about uh, different pubs we drink in at White Hart Lane. And um, I've always gone to the Bell. And I, it's all right. It serves a purpose. But where, where do you lot go? I like, I've really got into the Beehive. Tea got me into it. It's yeah. really nice beer. It's nice kind of vibe in there. There's a you told everyone where we drink now. I'm a bit upset about that. Sorry. It's a fucking secret. There's a, sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I don't drink there anymore. <laughs> I'm going to burn the pub down. There's a fire. There's like I got some hang, hang, homemade hand-cut chips. Yeah? Yeah, it's good, man. It's a little gammon, where, little where gammon is, burgers. Where is the Beehive? I'm not going to say. If they, people want to find it, they can find it. If you it. know, it's, you know. It's if great. you don't, you don't. It's really good. Nice little pub, is it? Yeah. But it's a bit of a walk. It's, oh. it's about halfway up the highway. It's High a walk. Road. It's a long walk. It's far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beers are really expensive. Is it like, like a, a, £10 a, a, a kind of in-the-know type pub? No, uh, it's not. It's not no, really no, no. Does it get busy before a game? Not massively, but you get away fans there too. Mm. So it's, um, not, it's not like a pub where you get like a Spurs sing song or anything, but it's a nice pub. Is that the pub that had that funny banner outside? About yeah, and and still the Puma, yeah, the still Puma there. Chorus. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it that? Yeah. yeah. But that's, you, it's you, good. It used to be a naughty pub. I couldn't have really, they've really done it. Um, got a piano in there. If anyone doesn't know what the Puma uh, Hard Chorus, that was what it's called, um, is about, it's actually an example of a major, major sporting brand doing something right for a change. It's a, a, an excellent little um, kind of viral clip that showed Spurs fans. I don't know if, how many of them were Spurs fans. Yeah, there's a, a mix of Spurs fans and actors. Yeah, yeah. singing... I can't remember. Savage Garden. Savage Garden, yeah. It was a nice juxtaposition between... Which one? Truly, Madly, Deeply? I think it was that, actually. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a shit song. You like that one, don't you? No, I was, I was actually chatting to Tim from Away Days, and that came up. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, Rick, where do you drink? Uh, I have been going... I think it's called... Is it the Antwerp? Is yeah, Antwerp the one where they, um, they reopened that. Didn't they do that there was a... a yeah. What do you call it? A, a petition or something? Or yeah, I think something like they raised almost 125 grand to, yeah, to buy yeah. it. I, I wasn't sure how it went past that. We talked about it on the pod for a bit. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they must have done well because it's still open. Yeah, because, I mean, I, um, like you, I'd, I always went in the Bell because it was the closest pub uh, near the ground so I could get as much drinking before I, I went to the game. But then when they started ch- charging... 365 for a can. I was like, do you know what, man? This is fucking bullshit. What, the, what, the, the, what are they charging the Antwerp? Fuck knows, mate, but it's in a glass pint and I get a seat and there's a, there's a mixture. There's a couple of away fans <clears> in there. It's a nice vibe in there and beer garden and and stuff. But it's, um, it's decent and it's like a real sh- short walk away from the ground as well. It's not like... I don't know. The, how far away is the beehive from... It's Bruce Grove, so it's halfway up. Okay, so, so there's still a, a bit of a walk, a yep. bit of a walk. I mean, with the, with the Antwerp, it's literally like not even five minute walk from the ground. It's, it's um, and it's a decent atmosphere in there. As I mean, well. Given the fact that they had this campaign by, run by Spurs <coughs> fans and I think uh, local council to kind of save it, yeah. given this one of the few you know pubs are closing down, one of the few pubs around Tottenham, you know, it might be worth your your while to. Check it out and have a drink in there. You're supporting a, a good cause. I heard a rumor you can rent a room. You can rent a room above the Bell and Hair on match day for like that's tw- true for twelve pounds or something. I don't know the cost, but it's definitely true. Yeah, I don't know if you, if you want. It's gotta be grim. <laughs> so, I mean, like a heroin bed sit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of us just 
<laughs> should stay there the night and report. When, when Case comes down in the <laughs> summer, just put him up there. <laughs> Get in there, Case. <laughs> we're, we're going back to wherever you're, you're staying in Tottenham. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Calm. 12 men a day commit suicide. It's thought of it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have a helpline open from 5pm until midnight. Numbers 0808-802-5858. We've got a web chat open from 5pm until midnight every day of the week. You can visit their website at thecalmzone.net and their Twitter handle is at thecalmzone. Give them a follow. One of the people that have been listening to the podcast for a long time, Ollie. He goes by OllieXCore on um, on Twitter. He's helping put, in, uh, put on a gig on Sunday the 5th of April, which is Easter Sunday, all the proceeds on the evening are raised, uh, sort of going to calm. And um, it's at the Battersea Bra- uh, Barge. Uh, it's going to be like an acoustic event. There's Sam Duckworth, who used to be Get Cape, Wear Cape Flyer. He had quite a lot of success back in the day. Uh, the Excerpts, Tool Ships, and Katie Malco are also playing. You can get tickets from £10 at billetto.co.uk. That's B-I-L-L-E-T-T-O.co.uk. They're running out of those, so it could well be sold out in that respect by the time the pod comes out. But there'll be other tickets available after. If you fancy some live music, why not get down there? It's for a good cause. Okay. Battersea Barge. Battersea Barge, is, yeah. that, is it actually on a barge? It sounds or? like a boat, not a pub. We, we don't know. Selling alcohol somewhere. All right. With music on the river, on the Battersea River. Yeah. Easter weekend as well. The Battersea River. The Battersea River. British English. We play uh, Burnley on the same day, so you could make um, you know, a whole day out of it. Yeah. Shit, man. That's a big day. Yeah. It'll be good. All right. Uh, T, do you want to do this? Because this is kind of your idea. Um, yeah, um, I asked um, in many different places, um, what's the worst thing you've done because of Spurs? So I'm just going to read out some of the best answers. Um, it could take a while, I want to try and cover the forum, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah save, do it. Save it left There's out. some great stuff. But um, <laughs> this one made me laugh. Me and my mate pissed in our right hands before congratulating Arsenal in the pub when they won the title at like, White Hart Lane. <laughs> Firstly, why, why did they congratulate Arsenal fans yeah. for a start? Yeah. Secondly, I have no issue of pissing on my own hand. It's from my body. Don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's from Booze Boss on Twitter. Um, another bloke um, said, when Ian Wright scored a late winner at White Hart Lane in 1993, I trashed my stereo system. But it was an Amstrad one. <laughs> and that's RGP Hayes on Twitter. Nice. But my favourite one came from Tom Mitchell. I think we plugged his music a while back. And I think this won a competition on um, Spooky's website. What's it called? Um, um, Dear Mr. Lewis. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, his entry was actually quite a gem. Um, this is quite a long one, so I apologise. Go on. Christmas night in 92 and I was 10, I won a junior Spurs competition to go to the old Chase Lodge training ground and attend a first-team training session. Weeding myself with the excitement for days in advance, I was horrified to wake up on a big day to find myself covered in chicken pox <laughs> and being told by my mum that I couldn't go. Dad said, course he's going. <laughs> and proceeded to wrap me up in the biggest coat he could find, along with a, big, along with a Spurs baseball cap, three Spurs scarves, carefully placed to cover just about every single chicken pox on my bonds. <laughs> we went along as planned and had a great day. The adrenaline of meeting the players overtook the wretchedly ill feeling I'd been suffering that morning. I found out that poor Alan did indeed have a squeaky voice. It was confirmed. 
that Gaim Abbott was indeed the nicest man in the world. I had my photo taken of Teddy, Eric the Viking, Naeem, Neil Ruddock, Ray Clements and loads more. While well, Dad had a good chat with Vinnie Samways about his rather black, rather sexy black shogun that we'd parked next to. At the very end of the sesh, a young Nick Barnby, then one of the hottest properties in the game, came along and took off my cap and rubbed my head. <laughs> I said, see you again, mate. I hope you enjoy the day, and then disappeared. I still have the newspaper clippings ruling him out of the following match of a sudden case of chicken pox. Oh, my God! <laughs> Is that true? Apparently so. And that's, that's definitely the best thing I've ever heard. But he remembers that. And he had a good time. It was it was brilliant. Um, I, that is fantastic. And the solo post on the forum that, that made me laugh was um, from Joe Clash. I tried to punch a police horse before it was fashionable. At, but it, was, it was in the way horse and it did provoke me. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that made me giggle. Um, just quickly before we move on, um, we didn't talk about the under-18s um, last week at Chelsea, the, the semi-final. Um, Obviously, we lost, but it's just got to big up all the fans who went. Windy went as well and had a very good time. Just didn't give a shout out to all the fans who went and sang their hearts out. We had some numbers there. Yeah, we did, we did. What uh, did you. There was a a video taken by Chelsea fans complaining that uh, Spurs fans were singing plastic. Because Chelsea fans were waving the flags that they'd been given at Wembley, and uh, Spurs fans were singing plastic flags. uh, Plastic fans, plastic flags, something like that. Um. I just wonder what you thought about that. I think it's fair. Well, I mean, fair, get, fair get, that we get, sang get, it. Yeah, I, I, I love the fact we sing it because what the diff, the thing is is that people go, "Oh, well, the youth games are for families," but I think they're wearing they, those kids are wearing Chelsea shirts. They, they chose to join that football club, given the history that's gone before them. They chose that. Those fans chose that, so they deserve it. Get it in their faces. You need to start choke you, on those you, fucking you need to plastic flags. Be playing in a hostile environment because you know that's what you can be playing in one day. So get get used to it, man. It's a very it's a very fine line though between you know a bit of harmful harmful japes and just being going a bit over the top. Mm. I, you know rem- I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the the, Chel- the uh, Tottenham Chelsea game and the Chelsea player went near to where all the uh, eighteen eighty two lot were and all I could hear in the, on the team was wanker 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 this isn't necessarily what eighteen eighty two eighteen eighty two is about but it is about getting vocal. Pacififerous random abuse. Uh, uh, isn't calling, about calling out bad haircuts. <laughs> yeah, it, look, it's, it's about it's about some of the st- stuff that's great about football, the funny stuff that, that you know, if they can't the, take on the, on the spot humour. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and you know, the, 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 there's times in in the stadium where I've just been in tears at some of some of the chance, not just eighteen eighty two at Spurs generally. And it's press really... the square. <laughs> that made me laugh. What was that? That was like in eighteen eighty two. Someone just screamed out, "Press the square! Press the square!" <laughs> Screwed <laughs> over the PlayStation joke. Oh, right, right. We're playing a Greek team, you can stick your satsiki up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's a borderline, borderline racist. <laughs> <laughs> the NXU does not condone racist, John. Flav mentioned about the Share the Wealth campaign and, and ticket prices. And I think we may see a trend of more people going to youth games because they, you know, they're, they're generally fairly priced until they become popular and they hike the prices up. And Largely, they're a family affair, and you can get you can get behind the team, get behind the future of Tottenham. I mean, eighteen eighty two has evolved a little bit when it when it was first about to put support in the young kids, but now it's kind of 
it's almost like just trying to just sing what you like and just be free other than feeling self-conscious about mm. about singing you know? i'll tell you that that's a good point actually no one would ever feel feel self-conscious at an 1882 game you'd never worry about trying to start a chant up because everyone is it's a unit and you, you get behind each other and you think if someone's trying to start a chant, no matter how shit, <laughs> you've got to give them a bit of support because they're, they're, they're doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> there have been some well shit chants. There have been some terrible to, ones. Terrible, terrible chants. But, you know, they're I mean, they're the ones that stick in your head, though. But I'm not saying don't uh, don't try and make good chants. Do. Don't come along with shit just chants. Make them just make better. Yes, yeah, just, just be better. <laughs> be better people. Um... <laughs> No, I'm joking. Just, go, just come along. As long as you're, you, you're singing your eye out, that's all that matters. Absolutely. OK, so there was a big interview in the... Is it the Telegraph? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've not read this article, so don't ask me anything about uh, it. I, I did read it, but, I mean, the, the main point <coughs> is what's you know, laid out in this um, this section. Uh, they interviewed Ericsson, and, and they mentioned this phrase called Spursy, which is, you know, all over Twitter. Actually started... A bit of, uh, bit of info for you here. Started on the uh, Fighting Cock Forum um, by a guy called Carlito Brigante. <laughs> Funny he, guy. Who I think is is probably one of the best parts of our forum, but divides opinion. I, uh, still, I think he's, I also agree with you. I think yeah, he's yeah, but he, a lot of people hate him. And probably for good reason. But uh, I, 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 li- I really like him. Anyway, he's, he started this phrase called Spursy, and he's... Yeah. he's uh, our understanding of it is that he, what he meant was... Uh, it was acknowledging how much of a Tottenham geezer you are, and it's been kind of—I uh, I don't know what that means by geezer. I guess like kind of lad or, or like hooligan-esque. I went, I went to Nijmegen and it was like a hundred thousand points. Where did you go? Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of like that kind of thing. <laughs> well, right. I went to Grimsby away when we got knocked out, <laughs> and I got home at five in the morning. So yeah, that's what Spursy. That's what I understood it to mean. But now it means um, now it means us fucking up. The ability to fuck up. And I get where that's come from as well, because if someone looks here, if something Spursy, it would be, you know, if we'd have lost to Leicester in the last few minutes or, or they managed to get back a draw, that would be a Spursy game. But, um, Barty, you have some reservations about I this. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate it when people use the fucking word oh, that is Spursy. What the fuck? So the name Spurs is now synonymous with fucking up, with being unable to... Um, to do to see something out to do it properly like when we when we played Sheffield United and we nearly we nearly got knocked out of the um, uh, Capital One Cup and people were like oh it's okay it's Spursy it's what we expect no we should not be fucking like that first of all football anyway is a game where things go wrong and things bad things can happen but the fact that our name is now related to something stupid happening on a football pitch it's not something for us to be proud of. <laughs> it's something that we need to fucking kill. As T would say, kill it with fucking fire. Chuck, chuck acid on it because it's not, it's not a good term. It's out there now, mate. It's done. Exactly. You can't Embrace control, it. You can't control but people it. need to stop. People need to stop. Why, don't, why don't we reclaim the word? <laughs> <laughs> we reclaim the word and it's when we can score last-minute goals. It's like the N-word. I'm, with, I'm, 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 I'm completely yeah. with Ricky on this. Let's start a movement of... Instead of singing, you know, you know, this exposes you, exposes you. I mean, I, I can see where Bardi's coming from in that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in that um, when you, if you keep, I don't know if, don't know if protection is the right, right word, but when you, keep, when you keep saying a word that's negative, 
You must, you must, you must become that, but then we start to believe the yep. word. So, um, so yep. maybe the yep. fact that, so, so maybe, the, maybe the fact that it's in the press and it's happening over and over again might make us think, well, it's okay to be heroic in failure. But it's light-hearted, and I don't care. It doesn't offend me. It's just. Just something that's just but some it makes find funny. it makes losing acceptable for people. It's like oh Spurs' greatest Spursy moments. What the fuck? These aren't Spurs. These aren't moments for us to be happy about. Um, the the goal that they didn't go in against Chelsea. Gomez dropping the ball in his net. They're not moments for us to look back on. It with is pride. Spurs though. It's, this is Tottenham. It's Spurs, as, but as, it's, as not, it's not Spursy. It's not an adjective that we use to describe a situation. It's a catch-all word though, isn't it? It's not. a... No, it's not. Yeah, but it's like, for example, I, I swear, because I don't want to use ten words. Fuck sums up ten words. <laughs> Spursy sums up a monologue about how we keep fucking up the Gomez goal against Gomez against Chelsea when it rolled over the yeah, line. Yeah. Gomez against Cristiano Ronaldo at White Hart Lane. It does happen a lot I, to us. I could talk about these things. I could just say Spursy. Uh, One and, word. And but it doesn't just happen to us. The thing is, this happens in football in general. <laughs> OK, sorry about that. Uh, we had a problem, technical problem, but you more or less got the gist. Uh, I just made the greatest point ever. Just, yeah. yeah, that problem's very Spursy, isn't it? Now. <laughs> in, in, into the Fuck ball. off. You see what I mean? But even calling it a technical fault, Spursy is... <laughs> It, it, was like, it, it was like uh, Munson, when you get Munson out of uh, Kingpin. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. That, like the guy's name has been uh, associated with misery. When you get a talent, <laughs> you fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we've got some questions from uh, people that listen to the podcast. One of them was from Yossa on Twitter. He says, would you rather have no knees or no elbows? I'd rather have no elbows. Really? You know how hard it would be to wank? <laughs> do you know how hard it would be to wank? <laughs> to do no... anything. Look, you actually... Yeah, but you can't walk with no knees. You can walk. What's more important to you, wanking or not walking? Get someone to do it for me. It's no, 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 no. You... Look, you don't have it. How are you going to clean your ass? You're going to spend the rest of your life with yeah, your missus wiping your ass. Yeah, do you want I don't, have, I don't have someone else wiping my ass for me. That's not a bad thing, is it? Yes, this, this, that's this private is private time, yeah, man. That, that's private time. Unless he coming to America, man. That's that kind of shit, man. <laughs> but it isn't like that for you. It's not like that for you. You don't, don't have people throwing rose petals where you walk and well, shit. Why not, man? Your royal penis is clean. Exactly. <laughs> your royal asshole is clean. Yeah. Seriously, though, you can't wipe your ass. You can't wank. Those are the two most important things in every man's life. I would rather have no knees. Right. Because you wouldn't be able to pick up Boxes in the cre- and the correct way you'd pull your back. <laughs> so what well, is it? You've got no good... elbows, so you can't bend your arms. No, but if you... no, you can. No, you can. If you, you can, got no knees, do this. Yeah, yeah, you got... yeah, yeah. You'd be like yeah, a yeah. slight secretary. I love, pick something right. up. I love the fact that we're all doing <laughs> demonstrations <laughs> about what. <laughs> Seriously, they're going back to the no wanking and no arsehole cleaning thing. You're not always around someone. You've never actually in your entire life. Hang on a second, no elbows. Look, I can fucking crack <laughs> off like that. What you're going to do that? Yeah. No. Look, if you, you had it, if you had it in that degree, you can even like <laughs> do your hands. That mate. doesn't work in a podcast. I go explain what you've just done. Uh, I have put my arm at a. What, what degree would you say that is? About five. Extended. Your arms extended. Arms extended. Locks the elbows. And I have thrusted my groin into my hands. Exactly. So you want you want that to be your, you you get pillows and fucking duvets no, out still, when you have a wank. 
No, but you still have use of your hands. You can still grip. to make myself comfortable. Yeah, yeah like I you said. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, I, and I like candles. You, you said you can't have a wank in a fucking upright chair. No, I can't. No, no, no. I'm not a Neanderthal. I, I have to have the right setting. What? So Music. <laughs> Stevie Wonder playing in the background. Or oh, smooth operator. <laughs> smooth, <laughs> smooth operator. Scented candles. Yeah. Uh, are you being serious about that? Of course I'm not, man. No, no, you've been serious about the upright chair. Oh, yeah, I can't make an upright chair. <laughs> well, so what do you do? Lay down? Well, yeah, like, not all the way lay down. There's, there's degrees. There's degrees of it. Uh, depends. I, I can lay down and do it. So, so if you can't have a wank in, in sitting upright... How the fuck are you going to be bothered to have a wank where you have to thrust your groin into your own hand? <laughs> Look, mate, if my elbows are locked and I can't bend them, that's that, what I'll be doing. That's true. It's not like you're going to stop wanking. No. All right, fair enough. No one stops me from wanking. <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> Nor me. Nor me. That is... God gave me that. <laughs> and he ain't, no one's taking that away from me. No. So it's unanimous. So it's almost unanimously or no... No knees. What would, you, what would you rather have? Yeah, fuck, no. I think I've made it clear. No knees. No knees. No knees, yeah, I mean... I'm not play football again, you're meant to... Well, I can... He hasn't played football anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can the, la- the last two times we arranged a five-a-side, I pulled out with injuries and my nan, nan nearly died. We haven't played uh, in 2015. We haven't played in 2015 because T... Uh, he's yeah. back. Have you noticed... Back, have you noticed you'd walk like you'd constantly shit yourself. Yeah, you're not going to get a girlfriend or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd have to rely on the ladies of the night, definitely. <laughs> but you notice how you haven't played football since T got injured? Yeah. Very selfish man. It's true. Yeah, they won't arrange it for anyone else yeah. if he can't play. He should just come and watch. Bear, bear, in, bear in mind, I was the injury was inflicted upon me. So by whom? By my good friend Cunts. Oh yeah, yeah. Was this? Oh no, no. Yeah, it was when. Is it the same injury when you? Um, he dropped me. He dropped you on your back. He gave me a piggyback ride, and he fell, and he dropped me. So yeah, drunken, drunken japes. He felt bad about it. He did a little bit. <laughs> not enough. No, not nearly enough. Okay, thank you, Yossa. Thank you very much. Very funny. Give him a follow on Twitter. Y O Yes Yes. What the fuck? Y O S S 3 R. Yossa. Okay, next question. Uh, with the emergence of our young players, <clears throat> being that we have the youngest average age in the Premier League, and that we look to Kane in, uh, and we turn Kane into a 30 goal man, is this season a success? Despite the fact that everyone's a little bit unhappy, can we call the season a success? We've had Kane, Mason, Rose, Cup final. uh, um, Pochettino is 30 games into his management. That's all. What? 30 games. Uh, So 30 Premier League games (laughs) into his management. That's not a great deal. Well, yeah, he joined last summer. I mean, to his first career, okay. Yeah. And 500th game if if you include the Europa League. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying he's a novice manager still for Tottenham it's going to take time and all that bollocks but yeah I've had a, I've had a good time this season I've been very happy this season compared to last season where we was watching really really boring football for um, uh, for, for the first half of the season and having a clown manager uh, manage us for the second half of the season I have to say uh, one thing on that and uh, I agree with uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Bardi, and it's I. I enjoy going to watch Tottenham. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I like. I, I wanted AVB to succeed so much, um, and you know this. 
there's so much uh, along with AVB, you know, he's analysis, a student of the game, he looks smart, he looked good, and I just wanted it to go right. I just wanted something to go right for Tottenham. Yeah. Um, but when, when I go and watch Tottenham now, I can I can kind of see what we're, what we're trying to do, and, and some, some of the uh, football that, we, that we're playing sometimes is... Is absolutely brilliant, and and I enjoy, and I actually just enjoy the whole atmosphere. I, I enjoy the way we play, and the link-up play, and I, the atmosphere generally has been yeah, better at Spurs, isn't it? Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. more uh, there's more connection. I feel I don't know whether it's because we're saying about um, a lot of our youth players are coming through. Uh, you know, I, I I can't put can't put my finger on it. Whatever, it's maybe Poch- a mix of things. Pochettino. We, we we lacked an identity. We didn't know where we were going. We went from um, the Harry Redknapp into 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 nothingness. And then Pochettino's given us an identity. He's given us um, young players to be proud of. He's given us goals. He's given us excitement. And um, he he gave everybody a chance. And he's cut players out that we don't really like who don't deserve to be there. You know, it's doing a good thing. I think this season they've had pockets of success. I wouldn't say it's been a success overall. Oh, it's a it's success been, overall. It's been, it's been a success <laughs> in as much as um, what, what this bloke points out in his question. Um, with, you know, with the young players. That and, was Christopher Finley from yeah, Facebook. On, on Facebook. Um, and, you know, as I said, we do, we do enjoy watching us play. We do enjoy watching us play a lot more. I mean, next season, I don't know. I mean, has he set himself to a higher bar by reaching the cup final in his first season? What would, be, is, what would be an improved season? We're not going to win the league. We're, we're not. We were never going to finish second. We were maybe win a cup, which we nearly did. And you know, what we wanted to do is get on that journey and enjoy it. And that's what he's, he's given us something to enjoy. Yeah. And it's the, it's the most successful season since since we finished fourth do, the first time. Do, are you having more enjoyment this season than you did last season? In my opinion, yeah. yes. So yeah, it's a successful season in that the, the football's changed. We're not going to win the league, as you said. Yeah. We've got a chance of winning cups, like most of the top eight have a chance of winning cups. Are you enjoying football? That's what you need to ask yourself. If you're enjoying going to Spurs more than you did last season, then most definitely. Then then it's a success. That's all that football can be now. If it's success, what what what? In what realistic the, terms, yeah. what can a successful season be if it isn't? What it has been this year. What the fuck? Chelsea having success. If you, you see those fucking Muppets against Monaco, what the fuck is that? You got all Arsenal, the money in yeah. the world. I'm oh, sorry, against PSG. You got all the money. Mon- uh, Chelsea against PSG. You got all the money in the world. All these fucking great players. And you go out there and play like fucking pricks. What's that? Not just that, right? Sorry, Rick, we'll come to you in a second. <laughs> Barcelona played Real Madrid. Did you see the way their fans celebrated? Like fucking loon. They, they didn't. They they celebrated like they were clapping a play at a fucking primary school. Thirty thousand <laughs> people They're sold real. sold their tickets for the Barcelona Real Madrid fan. That's success. That's what it does to you. If you think that that's what you want from a successful season, you want to sit there and pay extortionate amounts of money to sit in silence next to some fucking muppet who doesn't even support the club. And, and this is from a club whose motto is Mesquite on Club. Like, we're more than just a football team. You ain't. They're not. They're you're not. A, you're a fucking franchise they're club, fucking, Barcelona. They're a giant fucking Arsenal. That's what they are. You're yeah. I don't they're know what that means, mood. but I like it. <laughs> but it's good. Fuck them. They're, they're, them two are the most... They're, they're a fucking whorehole. Cesspit <laughs> 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 fucking nonsense. Exactly. Real Madrid and Barcelona. Everyone saying, everyone going mad. El Clasico's trending in London. I didn't even fucking know it was on. Fuck them. Fuck them. That, they're, they're the pinnacle of what's wrong with football. They share, not, what is it, something, 80, 90% of the TV deal in Spain? 
Fuck them. Yeah. There can't be any competition if that exists. That's what's so glorious about our, our Atletico Madrid and some, uh, Simeone signing a new, a new five-year deal. Good for him and good for them. Because them two are fucking cunts of football clubs. I did quite like it when they, they were sponsored by UNICEF. That was good. <laughs> I don't had no sponsors at all. Yeah. What, what was good... Uh, that, that, what was that all about? I didn't realise when I saw the highlights. There was Spurs had the um, the Chinese thing. Yeah. What Chinese thing? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a charity. Yeah, yeah Chinese charity. charity. <laughs> that that had some good penetration. That 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 sponsorship deal, the Chinese thing. I, I didn't even know it was Chinese. <laughs> but I'm, it's not, I'm not going to say anymore. But what charity was it? It's a Chinese one. I told you. <laughs> People's, the People's Republic. <laughs> Yes, the communist one. <laughs> we, should, we should have researched that. Orphans of the People's Republic. <laughs> Orphans of the People's Republic of China. China. What are you going to say, Mickey? You've had your hand up for ages. Clav's uh, <laughs> completely still at the moment now. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. Um, like going back to like watching watching Spurs under AVB, there there wasn't not that I can remember a time where I came away from the stadium thinking like, I've I've had a great time. I've enjoyed that result or or anything, but straight away I can I can think of you know the Chelsea five three, Arsenal two one, and going up to uh, the Sheffield United game in the semi final, yep. and um, just watching the Ericsson goal in slow motion, and when they scored and they got another goal, and I was thinking fucking hell man, have we blown it? And it's like cup football is pissing down the snow. I'm up, somewhere up in the north somewhere. Um, and then just oh god, it felt so fucking good when we scored. Yep. It felt so good, and and as well, like you know, we were playing really well, and we were on top, and I don't know, there there was just that part of you that thinks fucking hell, don't do this, Tottenham, don't do this. And then when that goal went in, so that's like that's three times this season, and I didn't have that at all under AVB last season, and it, it just it just feels good. It feels good to be back. So three times what? Chelsea and Arsenal yeah. and, Sheffield United, uh, and the Sheffield United game. T uses term free hit. Um, um, no, Charlie Parrish. Charlie Parrish. It's a free hit this year. But what Pochettino has actually managed to do within this free hit, <coughs> he's actually been able to trim the squad. You can already see who's going to leave, who's going to stay, and who has a future. So he, I think he's done more hard work and he's put more groundwork in this season than we actually give him credit for. That if you look at where we were on opening day and you look at where we are now, the team has completely changed. The, the squad, the seniority, who's in charge of the squad, the senior players, it's gone. So where we are now, we're at the perfect place to build on this now. But Flav said that um, Poch is a novice and and years really. And um, you know, let's hope that next season he learns some of his mistakes that he's made this season. But he's not not. But did you? I don't know if you he's saw. A the, novice, if you saw the well, yes. Generally. If you saw the build up before the Liverpool and Man U game, they had Coutinho on talking about Pochettino. And really? I, I never realised that Coutinho played under Pochettino Espanol. And he was saying some amazing things about him. And he actually credits Pochettino more than Rogers on making him the player he is. I, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. neither did I. I, I, I. I mean, we've talked about this on the pod before, but I think that there's something decent happening at Spurs. I mean, not, not just feeling connected to the club and, and, and there's, there's a football club that we can all belong to and all that kind of stuff. I actually generally think there's something special happening on the pitch as well. And as long as we give Pochettino the reins to do what he wants to do, it's going to be okay. It might. We're not going to win the league. We're never going to win the league, right? We might have a good season where we might finish in the top four. But you've got to understand that this game is about money now. 
And whoever has the most money will be the most successful. So if you're <laughs> so dead set on winning the league then pray for an Arab owner to come in and buy us because that's the only way it's going to happen and maybe that won't even happen with financial fair play which is a load of bollocks also but unless that's the uh, if that's the reason you go to Tottenham and the reason why you follow Spurs is because one day you hope that we might win the league <laughs> mate you've chosen the wrong club <laughs> you really have it you've got to find something else in this football club other than that and there's tons if you look for it just dig a little bit deeper than all the bollocks that the Premier League ser- serves you and realise we've belonged to an amazing football club and there's lots to get behind and it ain't all about winning football matches. A little bit of it, one day, hopefully, will be about finishing above Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That's the most important thing to me. To be honest. The, successful, the most success- successful fe- uh, season would be finishing above them cunts even if we finish 16th and they finish 17th. Well, imagine. <laughs> imagine. Oh, God. Rubbing our cocks so far down their throats. I thought there would be a massive sinkhole in their club. Just The whole ground just goes inside the sinkhole. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe in the middle of a game with all their fans do in you know, Do you know sometimes people ask, like, like you know what happened to Rangers and Celtic? And, and so if oh, you need your arch enemy to, to, to understand your own, your own identity. If someone said to me, could you switch off Arsenal like that? Like some sort of life support. Sleep, sleep. <laughs> if you could switch off some sort of life, life. So that was an in joke that shouldn't have come up. And a, a life support machine uh, like that that removed every Arsenal fan from from the earth. Not dead, but they supported someone else. I would, I would say, yeah, press the button. Yeah, push, push the button. Push the button. Get rid of them. I'm I'd sick kick of them. that fucking button right in. I'd smash it right, right in. Kick it right in. Turn it off first and kick it in. <laughs> yeah, so it can never come back on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to say anything else? No. That's it from the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much. And apologies again for the technical issues. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. I meant to talk about the fanzine, but I'll do it next week. Ricky, thanks a lot for coming. No worries. Hardy, you've been a legend. Thank you. T. Hey. Uh, I've been Flav. This has been the Fighting Cop podcast. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.